You're listening to the Brave and Beautiful podcast, hosted by Krista Broom and Leah Bice. Our focus is to inspire and encourage you, wherever you're at in life, to walk in the fullness of who God has called you to be. We're excited to be back for season two, so let's get started. so happy to be back and talking to you it's been a while um but what a year we've had LJ I mean I don't know about you but there have been so many changes going on in the last six months yeah I totally agree it is so good to be back on the podcast and to catch up with each other I mean we've obviously been talking for you know through this time but it'll be good to catch up with everyone that's tuning in to listen And yeah, I'm just excited to catch up on life and share what the Lord's been doing and kind of get excited for what's ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say a quick prayer and then we'll go ahead and get started. Lord, I thank you so much for this podcast and for just your goodness and your faithfulness through every season. Lord, I just pray in this time that we would seek you and uh, just hear what you have to say to us today. So we thank you. And we praise you and we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we are kind of going to do like a recap and kind of a vision for this year. I mean, obviously it's February already and that's crazy. Um, It really is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I don't know about you guys, but I think if there was one thing I took away from the year that was 2020, it's to expect the unexpected. I yeah. mean, when I, when I say that, I think of Big Brother. I mean, <laughs> yes. LJ and I are huge Big, big Brother fans. Very and true. so, I mean, it's to expect the unexpected. <laughs> um, but when I look back on 2020, it's so, it's so hard to believe that it was what it was. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. there was so much that happened last year. And it's kind of crazy to think about when I look back on it, you actually can't believe that everything happened that it did. And that's kind of how I feel. But I talked about this when we recorded the first few episodes of season two. But in early January of last year, I began an internship with a minor league baseball team. And I was super excited because I thought that's what would get me to the next thing. And obviously that wasn't going to last forever. It was only for one season. And I thought, okay, this is it. I've gotten my big break. Well, obviously COVID happened and I still worked until May, I think. And they furloughed me. And so then I was left looking for jobs in all of summer, all all of summer. And so finally, late July, I actually applied. This was like one of many applications that I sent in that summer. I applied to a church in Panama City Beach, Florida, and I was not really looking to move that far away. I mean, I was looking all over the place. I was basically like shooting out my resume to anyone who would look at it. And um, I ended up getting an email for a phone interview. 
And I'm like, okay, this is just another phone interview. They're probably not even that interested in me because I still live so far away. They know I'll have to move for it. But it was for basically exactly what I wanted to do. It was for a media, media production assistant job at a church. And the phone interview went super well, but I actually didn't hear back for probably like a week. And so I'm like, okay, they probably just passed on me. No big deal. It's just another one. I'll move on. And so a week went by and I finally got an email back and they basically were super busy that week and they wanted to Zoom interview. So I'm like, okay, let's Zoom interview. So it was me and like nine other people Zoom interviewing and it was super intimidating, honestly, because I mean, (laughs) who's interviews with like 10 other people, but the Zoom interview went super well. It felt like the conversation went just was very smooth and they actually invited me to fly down and visit them and take a look at their church and um, kind of look around Panama City Beach and see what it was like there. And I was so shocked. I'm like, wow, they're actually really super serious about me. And it was the first time anyone had asked me to do that. And I, I was just shocked. And so around mid-August, I flew down to Panama City Beach and I took a look at the place. I met so many people and everyone was just super generous. I mean, when you talk about Southern hospitality, I experienced it. (laughs) And um, I have been down here for about five months now. I ended up moving, took the job. And I remember when they actually offered me it, I was like, it was the last morning I was there. And I was super nervous because there were like tons of people at this breakfast and they, the whole time they had been treating me like I already had the job, like I was one of them. And so I was kind of expecting it that morning, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to be too confident because I had already been let down in the past like this. And so that morning they took me to breakfast and they offered me the job and I, the whole time, the rest of the time I was fighting back tears. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it was just, it felt like such an accomplishment for me because you know, my parents know I've been struggling with this for so long. Mm-hmm. I, I was being so hard on myself and I was struggling And I remember leaving that breakfast. I called my parents immediately right when I got in the car and I told them the good news. And then after I did, I just started bawling. Like I cried the rest of the way to the place I was staying. Like I, I bawled so much. And I think my parents could say they almost started crying too. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I say all of this because I know how, difficult it is to wait I waited for so long and then I finally got a chance and then COVID happened and I got let down again and it's like you feel like you feel stuck you feel so stuck in one place and you feel like you're never going to move yeah and you always hear from other people 
your time's coming. God is, <laughs> yeah. God's timing is perfect. And trust me, I know how annoying that is. Even though, you know, it's true, God's timing is perfect and he has a plan. But hearing that over and over again just is kind of annoying, honestly. Yeah. But it sucks to wait. I'll just say it right out of the bat. Like it just sucks. But let me tell you this. I heard a quote. um, I don't know how long ago. It was probably a month or so ago. And it's on. it was from TikTok. Of course it was. Um, (laughs) I'm super into it now, unfortunately. Um, But it said, you won't miss out on something that was meant to be yours. That's good. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) It's so, that's so true. And that's what changed my whole mindset. I had to change it from be like feeling like I was missing out on something. I felt like everyone else was ahead in life. Everyone else had that job. Everyone else had made that big move when they were young. And I shifted it to, okay, I'm waiting for God's plan for my life, not Mm -hmm. what their plan is for their life to be just like mine, you know, like I was so thankful for, um, waiting and being patient, even though it was awful, even though, um, I cried a lot. I am so thankful that I didn't settle for a job that I wouldn't love. Mm -hmm. And I'm also just super thankful for my family, always backing me up and being there when I'm crying. And I'm also just super thankful for our friendship Mm. throughout this whole season of COVID. I mean, even though we haven't talked every single day, we're still best friends. I've still got you. You still got me to listen to every single day if we need it. Absolutely. And so I'm just so thankful for 2020. Yeah. Even though it was kind yeah. of dumpster fire. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for 2020. It's been I, yeah. not terrible for me. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like the whole idea of waiting, like, I think we even talked about that previously. And I feel like it has a whole new meaning now of like being able to not just see your current setback as like what defines you, but rather seeing it as, okay, this is an opportunity for growth. This is an opportunity for bigger things to come and greater things to come. And I feel like, you know, walking with you through this, like to see God's faithfulness and like the timing truly was perfect because if you would have gotten another offer or, you know, like anything else earlier, or like, honestly, if anything would have been different, then it wouldn't have led you to where you are in this moment. And, you know, I know you're just so, you're so content where you are. And I love that because that shows you that you are true and, and obedient to God's call in your life. And it would have been easy to just say, well, screw this. I'm just going to phone it in, get some kind of basic job and just whatever. But Mm -hmm. you were content and you kept putting in applications when it was hard and, you just kept fighting the good fight. And I believe the Lord rewarded you for that and will continue to. And 
whatever is next for you. Cause I know that, you know, this is a journey and <laughs> there there's greater things yet to come, but I'm just super proud of you for being brave and making the move. Cause that's, that's huge. And it requires a lot of faith and decisions and all the things. So super proud of you. Life's a climb, but the view is great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh. I just wa- I just watched that movie yesterday. <laughs> I if anyone it. doesn't know what we're talking about, it's it's Anne Montana's movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I anyway. love it though. Anyway, <laughs> gotta throw in those little references. Big brother, you know. Well, for me, I would say the second half of 2020 is honestly where the reality of everything that had been going on in our country really sat in. I think the last time that we had a podcast episode, you know, everything had kind of just happened and we were all, you know, at the stay at home order, we were all quarantined and all of that stuff. And for me, it wasn't until this fall that, you know, it all kind of became more real (laughs) for my world, for the people in my life, you know, people in my town and at my church and, you know, family friends began to have COVID, which again, just kind of brought the reality of this virus, you know, that we all heard about, you know, I now started to see in my everyday life. And, you know, in addition to that, just the impacts of the significant political divide and the racial injustice in our country. I mean, there's just so much that just has really opened my eyes in the last six to 12 months. But through all of this, it just reminded me how truly important it is that our hope and our purpose and our value is rooted in Jesus. Because as we've seen, this world is ever changing. <laughs> One minute you think you know it's going to happen, and then boom, the next day there's a worldwide pandemic that's just changing everything. And so I think it's just a reminder of knowing what your foundation is and knowing where your purpose really is found. I've continued to work in digital marketing and social media freelance work in addition to my online classes. You know, this year just has been a lot of really zooming out and thinking about, okay, what, what am I really about? (laughs) Like when all the busyness slows down, when everything is just kind of brought to a pause, what are we really about? What am I about? And so, you know, I think I've really experienced a lot of growth, both at the end of last year, but even, you know, in this first month and a half or so of 2021, I feel like I'm really growing and changing a lot as a person, which you know, is both a good thing, but it's also a painful thing. And I I think that's just kind of part of what this season of life will look like for me and for a lot of us. But, you know, through the difficult, through the challenging, knowing that God is guiding us and that he's making us stronger and more resilient to uh, make it through the other side of things. I'd say the biggest thing that I've learned recently is that we are all always evolving and growing and changing. You know, I was talking to somebody just this week, actually, about this. And it's like, sometimes the places or the relationships or the mindsets that once were fulfilling and life-giving simply aren't anymore. (laughs) And honestly, I believe that's Mm -hmm. a sign of growth because when you're able to press in and realize that, hey, you know, this might've been a fruitful relationship, you know, at this season, but, you know, sometimes people grow apart and life seasons change and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you just exile the person and say, peace out, I'm done. But it really causes you to think about how closely do I want to have this person? Because 
if they're not allowing you to grow, then what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is the purpose? Because, you know, I think of that verse talks about iron sharpening iron. Like, I don't want people around me that are, you know, either prohibiting me from growing or allowing me to just stay the same. I want people that are encouraging me, but also they're, you know, refining me and growing me. And ultimately, God is our refiner. He's making us stronger and more resilient every day when we choose to look to him. You know, I think honestly, there's a big importance of advocating for yourself. And, you know, you, you think of that phrase as like, well, I need to, you know, stand up for myself. And yeah, you do. But I also think that means setting boundaries. (laughs) Advocating for yourself means removing relationships or removing culture or removing a place that is not healthy for your environment because only you know that it's, it's about having that self-confidence of knowing, hey, this isn't God's best for me, and I'm going to choose better. And I think that's super important, no matter what you're walking through, of just having that awareness of what what's surrounding you, <laughs> you know, who's surrounding me, because that really plays into who you are and who you become. You know, I think to be successful, because I honestly, I think that's what we're all striving for, right, is to be successful, to be happy. I think to achieve that, you need to be willing to grow and change and adapt, I would say the other thing that I really learned over this season, you're never alone as you feel. And, you know, I think that's probably been the other struggle of this season has been navigating just loneliness and anxiety and, you know, being quarantined, like for me has been on one hand, really great because I, I love my mom and my brother. We're super close. And so it's been fun in that regard to, you know, be able to be home together every day. But on the flip side, it really changed everything else outside of these four walls. And just, you know, I really saw the harsh reality of where honestly some of my relationships stood and that was really hard. But at the end of the day, I know I'm better for it. (laughs) And I think when everything stops moving and it stops and you really see where it's at, then, you know, Hey, this is where this relationship's at, or, Hey, this is where I really stand, you know, in this culture environment, you know, I think experiencing like pain and betrayal from people that you trust can really make you want to close yourself off. Like, honestly, I think a lot of the last couple of years, I had really honestly been hurt by people that were very close to me. And I think it makes you, when you experience that, want to just close yourself off and say, nope, you know what? I don't need anybody else. I'm good on my own. And the more you live in that place, the more that you just isolate yourself. And then the enemy has a stronger hold in your life. And that's just not God's best. <laughs> that's not his plan. Yeah. And I've been learning even this week that God is a restorer of relationship. And, you know, even if one person walks out of your life, he will bring the right people at the right time to be in your life for the, you know, whatever the season looks like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even this week I've been able to grow and establish relationships with people that are either new in my life or that have been around that I just haven't gotten to connect with since COVID and everything. And it's just a big blessing when you know, you have that. And you know, even for us, like being able to just stay connected, even through calls or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever we have to do, like making that choice for community will really bless your life if you decide to do it. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, at the end of the day, we're all perfectly in process. And if I've learned anything since the last time we talked, I would say that is it. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Yeah. And going back to your point about um, advocating for, for yourself and, you know, yeah. adapting to be um, willing to grow. I think for both of us, I know we had to kind of take social media off of our phone True. so that yeah. we could grow <laughs> because yeah. I know like social media became so toxic yeah. toward especially towards the end of 2020 but really all of 2020 True. um and I know for me I know I think for you too like it was just becoming so draining to get on social media and yeah. so for me that meant taking Twitter and Facebook off of my main home screen. I just couldn't be on that. And I think ever since I have, I've been on them less, obviously. So I feel less stressed, honestly. Um, And I think it just has brought me a lot of growth and made me realize I don't, I really don't need social media. It's kind of overrated anyway. It's getting to yeah. be that way. Yeah. So I, I definitely think I've grown due to getting some of that social media off of my phone or off of my home screen. Yeah. And like for me working in digital marketing, like <laughs> I kind of have to have it regardless if I want to have it for <laughs> yeah. personal use or not, but you know, I think I do have a new perspective of like, even when I'm working with companies and brands, like, okay, people are tired. They're tired of being yelled at. They're tired of being overwhelmed and inundated with, you know, advertisements and all of that. So how can we take whatever the product or services and really communicate a story to people, like actually share how this can benefit their lives, not screaming at them to save 20% or whatever, but like, let's actually have a conversation about how this can really benefit your life. And, you know, I think we can all take an approach of just like, and I think it's good to like have social media fast and like really, you know, set that, that boundary, because again, like only you can do that for yourself. But I also think there's an importance of like, especially in the the chair that I sit in, like I'm going to be putting positivity out there. I, I'm going to choose to use my platform and my audience and, and be that person that's posting encouraging or creative content. Because I think the only way things will change is when you take an individual, you know, effort to, to step forward and say, Hey, no, I'm going to, I'm going to change the wave and I'm going to be a part of, you know, making a difference. So honestly, I think going into quarantine, like the whole world shutting down essentially I think that's where people, the only way they could connect is online. (laughs) And so that's why posting, you know, went crazy high. Yeah, that's so true. We experienced like a high and then a quick, I think people just got tired. Mm -hmm. I think there's still a fatigue across because again, this thing isn't over yet. And so, but yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's a huge, huge thing. I mean, and not even just with social media, but with the news media and TV. Absolutely. you know, even again, relationships or environments, like you have to know what's bringing and taking away life from you. And mm-hmm. obviously there there's areas where we want to give and we want to serve. And sometimes we're in situations to just be a listening ear, but you also have to have an environment that's giving you value, you know, and absolutely, you know, I, I think, I think of my own life, like there is a Monday night 
kind of small group thing for volunteers I'm a part of at my church and we meet monthly and and that's an environment for me where I can just come and I can receive and I don't have to do anything other than do that and you know that's been a huge huge benefit to my life (laughs) because I felt like I have an environment where no one's requiring anything of me other than just coming and being myself and so yeah, I say that's a huge element in advocating for yourself is, is really positioning yourself well, both in your relationships, but in where you choose your time. I mean, obviously we all have, you know, work and school requirements and whatever, but on the other hours of the week and the day that you have open to yourself to decide for yourself, where are you placing yourself? Who are you spending time engaging with? Because I think if you really look at it, it, it can make a difference whether you use that time positively or negatively. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, working for a church the past five months really has made me kind of refocus as to where my priorities are. Yeah. Um, And, you know, social media has just not been one of them. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, like my number one, my number one priority will always be my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And I think definitely working for a church has helped me grow in my faith um constantly being around people who are encouraging me want to see me succeed and want me to grow in my relationship with Jesus I think that's been super encouraging for me and you know my other priority is my family staying in contact with them staying in contact with you um and you know my health I've been kind of trying to focus on my health as well the past couple months and kind of focusing on how I want to be better mentally, physically, emotionally, and all of that. So yeah, I think, I think definitely uh, focusing on what your boundaries are and what your priorities are in life are, is definitely something um, that we could look forward to in 2021. Um, But yeah. For sure. So kind of something that I think we both have been doing over the last couple years now, probably. Well, Um, yeah, (laughs) I have not. You've been better at this than I have, because I always make a word for the year and then I forget it in February. So, (laughs) okay. well, I know at least for me and my family, it's just something we've done probably for the last like eight or nine years. And I think I've taken it more seriously now as an adult, but um, we've kind of focused on having a word or a mantra for the year. And so Chris and I are both going to share those with you guys. My word of the year is dream. And I'll, I'll start by kind of going back to 2020. Cause I think obviously that's a, that plays a huge part where you've been plays a huge part into where you're going. And my word for 2020 was golden, which held a lot of different meanings for one, in July, I turned 23, which was my golden birthday on the 23rd. And that was super special. And so I knew that that would be special. I wanted to honor that obviously, because I think it's birthdays are important in my family. And so that, that played a part into it. But also I looked at the end of 2019, I, I just, I had experienced so much change in that year. And so I knew going into 2020, not knowing what was about to come. (laughs) But at that time, think about pre-COVID days. I just, I knew I wanted to focus on establishing a new mindset. I actually looked up the meaning of the word golden 
and it meant the truest and purest form of you know gold or a different material and so for me i really focused on having a new mindset which was seeing myself in the truest and purest way just as the lord does and so you know now being on the other side of 2020 I can still say, you know, even through the chaos that 2020 brought, I do believe the Lord gave me that new mindset. (laughs) I think it came with new perspective of the world, of my life, of my relationships, but it also just gave me a newfound confidence in, in peace of knowing where my worth and my value comes from. And that's from Jesus. It's knowing who I am as a daughter of God, who I am as a creative, who I am as a friend. So anyway, Reflecting on that, I, I really was asking the Lord for this year, okay, like what's next? How do we follow the golden year? Like, cause I knew whatever followed that, cause it was pretty significant. Like the, you know, my, you and my family and my friends, like a lot of people like embrace this with me. Like one of my friends um, actually got me a t-shirt that said golden on it, you know? And so like, this is something that I really embrace fully. <laughs> and so, you know, going into this year, I was like, all right, Lord, like, what are we doing? And I felt like he said to me to take this newfound mindset, my golden year and to dream and dream again. And so for this year, I am dreaming. I'm dreaming new dreams, bigger dreams, different dreams. There's a couple of practical things I'm going to do to, you know, really live this out. One of those, I think to be able to dream bigger, I need to continue learning. And so obviously that will be from my courses, but I think it also comes with podcasts like this one or, you know, other podcasts and books. And actually I just finished my first book of 2021, which is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And we're actually going to post that on our Instagram story. um, If you guys want to check that out, but it is so, so freaking good. Like I, I am not a reader, but I will say this book was transformational for my life. I, have set a goal to read one book every month in 2021. And I did that. I finished my first book by the end of January. So, hey, that's good. But it really just talks about the importance of taking small, consistent steps towards achieving big goals and experiencing remarkable results. And so I highly, highly recommend this book to anybody like KR. I think you would love it because honestly, the content in it can be applied to anybody. And the notes I took from it because I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a strong reader, but I do love note-taking that honestly writing notes is how I learn things and really internalize Mm -hmm. them. And so like looking back at the notes and I, I'm one where like, if I I think a book's going to be worth it, I will buy the thing and write and underline like the same thing (laughs) with my Bible. Like I just, the E stuff, I just can't like, if I'm going to invest in it, like I need to be able to like see it and yeah. Um, yes like it just I need to be able to (laughs) read it and write it you know and in the real thing so yeah but it was just really good and I think I am just similar to you like I'm just I really want to take this year and and be making decisions that reflect God's best for my life and that's you know in my health and my physical health and emotional and mental and spiritual health but also just in saying yes to things even if it seems out of my comfort zones, choosing to say yes, when I feel like it's a good opportunity, but also choosing to say no to things that simply aren't going to serve me or setting that relational boundary, you know, even it, I think another element of this is like, when you have relational history with somebody, 
like, it's hard. It's hard to say, Hey, like, and not even saying it with words, but like just creating that boundary that's hard and that's messy, but it's so important because again, having somebody close to you, that's not allowing you to grow or not allowing you to thrive. If you don't have that boundary set, then that's just going to bring you down. And so anyway, going back to the dreaming, (laughs) I'm just excited to see what this year has. Um, I'm also going to focus on songwriting, which, you know, has been a journey, but I feel like this is really a season of life to pursue after it. And, you know, I, for those of you that may not know, I'm a worship leader at my church and music has just been a part of my life since day one. And, you know, as I've stepped more into songwriting recently, I really believe that the Lord has called me to be a vessel, not just for, you know, the Christian worship community, but also for the secular community. And so, I'm excited to kind of mesh the two and, and create music that, you know, the Lord can use me as a vessel to um, share perspective, to share things that I've been through or, you know, that my loved ones have been through and really be able to share that perspective in a new way. So yeah, I'm just really excited to see what the Lord has in 2021. I don't honestly know what's going to come, but I just know that he's going to be there and that he's, he's given me amazing people around me. And, you know, dreams in my heart and, you know, the, the vision to, to grow. And I know that dreaming big requires significant risk, but I know it's going to be worth it. And, you know, my hope is a year from now when we're sitting down talking about 2022 that, you know, I will have chosen God's best for my life in this year, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I love that your word is dream. Um, you know, I'm such a big dreamer too. And yeah. Some of my favorite movies are about dreaming. Yeah. Cinderella, The Greatest Showman, like those are a couple of my favorite movies and they're all about dreaming. So I'm excited for um, how you're going to live that word out. Yeah. I did not pick dream. For mine. <laughs> I realized that towards the end of 2020 that I was around a bunch of people um, as I started this new job that I am so inspired by all of them. And so I think I remember when you texted me about when, like, you asked me what my word for the year was. And I'm like, I have no idea. And it was New Year's Eve. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. I need to come up with one that I'm probably going to forget in like a month. (laughs) But yeah, you guys need to keep me accountable. (laughs) Accountability. It will happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I thought why don't I make it a point to continue to be inspired by others so I can inspire other people? That's good. So my word for the year is inspire or inspired. Um, I always want to strive to um, be encouraged by other people. And I'm someone who leads by example. And so I also um, kind of see someone in leadership and follow their example. Yeah. So I I thought, why don't I make it a point to continue to be like this and inspire others? And I want to inspire others, first of all, in faith, because yeah. I I've just been praying for God to make me bold. Because yeah. if anyone knows me, I'm like, I'm kind of shy when you first get to know me I'm kind of not as confident as other people so I just I've been praying for God to make me bold in my faith to share my faith with other people yeah 
So that's the first way I want to inspire others. And I also want to inspire people with love. I mean, first of all, God is love. Actually this weekend, my church preached on love uh, for next weekend, which is Valentine's day. Um, But last of all, I want to encourage people and inspire others in singleness, because I think just in the last few months, I, you know, I've been kind of strong struggling with singleness. And I feel like the other day, the Lord kind of gave me the word that I'm okay. Singleness is a gift. Yeah. And I think I've been told that before, but I think this was really the first time I, it hit me like singleness is a gift. It is a gift that I get to live by myself and just be on kind of be on my own time. And, you know, if I want to get up and go get ice cream by myself, I can go do that. Amen. (laughs) Yes. Amen (laughs) to that. Um, But I can just go have alone time. And I'm someone who really values alone time. You know, you see all those, I don't know about you, but I see all those TikToks about like, oh, in your twenties, you have to be alone. You know, you have to just kind of be by yourself and really value that. I'm really taking that to heart. And I hope, you know, just by me saying this out loud that someone listening will be inspired by that and kind of just understand that singleness is a gift. And even though we want to kind of skip to the next step, when we're single, we always want to be dating. And when we're dating, we want to be engaged. Or if we're engaged, we want to skip to the wedding. Um, And I, I know as a young 20 year old girl, young twenties. Um, I always see people getting engaged or getting in relationships. Um, and you know, (laughs) you know that that's been hard for me, but anyway, getting, getting back on track, you can inspire others by simply just being kind yourself. I think if we look back at 2020, there were a lot of unkind things that happened. True. And just, we need to build each other up and inspire others instead mm-hmm. of tearing each other down. Yeah. Um, I think the enemy had a field day last year of tearing yeah. people down. And I want to see this generation rise up and yeah. change that. I agree. Yeah, that's and, so good. Yeah, and I... I this thought just occurred to me but I this whole cancel culture thing that's going on is I think destroying our society yeah because the second someone does something that they don't like they we cancel them quote-unquote cancel and I think that's being so destructive to people you know it's expecting unrealistic perfection from a world that simply can't be perfect. Like the only person that will ever be perfect is Jesus. And you take that into consideration for people that don't know him or don't know what it's like to, to be loved by him. And you're right. I think the enemy has just taken a hold on again, social media, especially Twitter, like, you can go on there and you could cancel about anybody and, and find some kind of reason. Because again, 
we're imperfect people. That's just mm-hmm. the reality. Yeah, it's just so disheartening. Like, I mean, we we talk politics, but even just like in, you know, celebrities and it, it just, it takes a half a second for somebody to just put hate out into the world. Yeah. And I think, what if we took that same half second and put love into the world? Like, think about how different things would be if we really took that moment and, and just were loving and kind. With celebrities, it's unbelievable how how much you can see some celebrities um, being kind and, you know, supporting kindness and then others just tear Mm -hmm. each other down. And it's very disappointing. Um, But the, you know, moving on to like our vision and thoughts for this year, for 2021, you know, the world has us competing with one another we always want to have more followers than someone else. We, you know, we always want to look a certain way, look perfect. You know, the world has us competing with one another by having us think that we need to be on this certain t- timeline of events too. Yeah. yeah. And we, and what we need to do is we need to stop focusing on what our lives are supposed to look like in what we're supposed, what we're supposed to look like, if we're supposed to wear makeup, if we're supposed to be taller, if we're supposed to be thinner, but we need to focus on who we're living our lives for. Mm -hmm. The enemy wants you to feel like you're not enough. He wants you to have a selfish attitude like that. Mm -hmm. He wants you to doubt yourself. I can't tell you how many times the enemy has put thoughts into my head of me doubting myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's almost a daily thing, um, but he also wants you to make you, he also wants to make you feel like you have to rush to keep up with that high school classmate of yours who's yeah. posting all over social media that they seemingly have their life together when in reality they don't. And yeah. that can be anyone that can be a social uh, celebrity, an influencer. I mean, that can be anyone that yeah. you see or follow on social media. But these lies that the enemy has been speaking to me, and I'm sure a lot of others, other of you, um, has just been so destructive on my mental health. And that's kind of why I had to turn off Facebook and turn off Twitter and not look at it every single day. And I've learned that living my own life in person is hard enough. But living a whole different life on social media has got to be exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure people who do spread this hate on social media are probably not as bad in person. I hope they're not. But I think some people might, you know, go on social media to relieve some kind of stress that they have in their lives, which is unfortunate. But I pray that that stops. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, you know, as we both have experienced, like people are a lot braver to say things that they think are okay online than they would ever say to your face. Yeah. I I think no matter if you're a celebrity, if you're just a normal person, like whoever it is, you can't expect someone to live their truth online all the time. That is not real. And I love what you said about living in person life is hard enough. So trying to create this fake persona online is not real. It's just, it's exhausting and it's not 
it's not going to give you the validation that you think it is. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that's huge. Like that, that in itself, we could do like a whole episode on, (laughs) but um, yeah, I think kind of my vision or focus for 2021, obviously with, you know, having dream be kind of the lens that I look through, I think I honestly just want to take things simply and take it a step at a time because, you know, as I have shared, there's so much in this life that we can get frustrated about or, you know, feeling of comparison or feeling of inadequacy, but I just want to be present and peaceful where I am. That means continuing to put my relationship with God first. That That is so important. But like, man, it has been so fruitful for me to just have time daily, whether it's driving to work or, you know, just putting on my favorite worship playlist and just like relaxing, reading the word. Like there's so much fruit that comes when we take that time and, and really just worship and thank God and learn more about him and his word. And so, yeah, I think honestly, I'm just choosing the simple approach for 2021. I think last year showed me that you don't have to be busy to be grateful and to be present. And so for me, I just, I'm going to put the first things first and trust that God will give me the the time to do what I need to get done. But yeah, he's also going to be the time to rest and be still yeah, I'm just honestly excited for this year. I don't really know what is yet to come. I know there's a lot of things that I have no idea that are around the corner, but I know who my God is. Yeah. If you don't know me, I'm a huge optimist. I always, every year I look at the upcoming year and say, oh, this year is going to be so much better. I think coming from a year like 2020, I mean, there's a lot we could say about this, but I think you know, 2021 will be a lot better compared to 2020. Collectively, yes. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us back on the Brave and Beautiful podcast. We are super excited to be back. We love to hear from you on social media. So follow us on Instagram at Brave and Beautiful Podcast. And you can follow both of us on our individual handles as well. But feel free to DM us anything, your thoughts on today's episode or um, anything you'd like to hear us talk about because we are here for you guys and for each other and just to have real conversation because it's important. Love you, KR. I'm excited for the season and it's going to be fun. Yeah, I hope this episode um, not only inspired you, but inspired you to dream. Yes, preach, inspire to dream, 2021. (laughs) Boom. Accountability, what up? (laughs) We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in, see ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. We want to stay connected with you, so follow us over on Instagram at Brave and Beautiful Podcast so we can keep the conversation going. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next time.